single origins can have a lot of uniqueness to them. They could be tangy or, or fruity or floral or something like that, where sometimes blends kind of, again, blend all the various flavors and kind of uh, mellow out on the palate. For Mumble Coffee, this is Coffee 101, your one-stop shop for building your coffee knowledge. With Coffee 101, you'll understand coffee enough to make a phenomenal cup basically anywhere and do just about anything and answer any kind of question you can ever think of about coffee. Coffee 101 is the ultimate coffee know-how podcast. We're talking beans, roasts, all things coffee taking the mystery out of all of those crazy words and solving any coffee dilemma that comes your way. Season one takes us on coffee's journey from seed to shelf. If you haven't, start at the beginning because Coffee 101 is designed to build your coffee knowledge in a chronological order. So go back, check it out, and catch all the way up to today. You can binge it if you want. On the show today, we are talking about single origins versus blends. And you're thinking, that's pretty simple. We don't need to have a whole show on that. But we do. And this is the right time to talk about it. We've talked about the roast. We've talked about how we describe the actual coffee itself. And this is the right time to be talking about single origins versus blends and we don't have katie in today so we apologize to all of you out there who basically just listen to the show for her and i have stefan tribble hey kenneth i'm back and he's back and uh, y'all probably haven't heard or listened to him since early early in the um podcast series but um he's a coffee geek and a coffee expert like I am. And uh, so he and I are just going to chat about single origin versus blends. Yeah, I'm excited to be back, Kenneth. Get on back on the show and uh, been enjoying listening on a lot of the other episodes. Yeah. All the different people you've had on and all, uh, of course, Katie. Yeah. uh, Providing some fantastic kind of counterpoints to you there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, flair or whatever (laughs) you want to call it. But yeah, it's great because um, she is... Kind of like our our listeners, mm-hmm. and that uh, what I'd call coffee curious, yep. and um, um, she just does a great job, I think, of of leaning into that uh, with like full honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's fun. I enjoy having her on. So let's talk about single origins versus blends. Um, just right off the bat, do you have a favorite? Oof, uh, that's that's a tough one because I think there's moments for both. And as you said, some people would say this is a simple episode, single origin blend. It's kind of the answer is kind of in in the in the words in the title there. But I, I feel like uh, for me, most of what I drink is single origin. Although there are some particular brands that have some blends, some specialty roasters that I enjoy some of the blends, especially if I'm using them maybe in uh, like an espresso preparation or or even maybe a pour over, but mostly stick to single origin, at least in my household. 
And that's probably true, I would say, of a lot of specialty coffee and how specialty coffee's going. Um, one thing I would say about blends is people tend to use them to, when I say people, coffee, um, coffee shops or roasters tend to use them a lot of times for what's called what we would call a predictable Mm -hmm. cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you could stereotype a cup of coffee, and like we talked about in last few episodes with Andrew McCaslin with Caldi's Coffee, um, we're talking about balancing out body, acidity, um, sweetness, things like that. Um, And that's where where you see uh, a lot of blends. Like if somebody says, I just want like, a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. then then you can get away with some single origins, um, but blends yep. tend to answer that request. Yeah, I think blends kind of just saying it's kind of maybe more of a well balanced uh, approach. Maybe sometimes a gentler taste, whereas uh, single origins can have a lot of you know uniqueness to them. They could be tangy or or fruity or floral or something like that. Where sometimes blends kind of Again, blend all the various flavors and kind of uh, mellow out on on the on the palate, uh, and sometimes maybe a little bit more approachable, uh, maybe a m- little bit more of a harmonious kind of taste that strikes in all chords. I would say kind of across uh, across the palate, as opposed to maybe a single origins. So like you said, if someone says, "I just want a really good cup of coffee," and maybe they're not into the crazy wild stuff, maybe a blend something that they'd be more interested in. Right. You know, and um, a single origin is always going to be a little more challenging to roast to a consistent and predictable uh, cup Mm -hmm. every time, as opposed to as a roaster, you can, we'll say, make some mistakes uh, in the roasting process that that change the flavor a little bit. And you may not, you may be able to get away with that in a blend um, because, you know, you're not, it's not just that one um, terroir or that one harvest season. Yeah. Cause it's definitely with single origins. It's, it's uh, can be unpredictable. Uh, especially if you're trying to have a, if, if you're trying to mass produce or have a consistent product across multiple growing seasons and across the year, a lot of times that's why, roasters or larger roasters or companies may have blends as their normal but then feature a single origin yeah. throughout the year because they can't always get that same consistent flavor across uh, kind of across the table right yeah and with with single origin versus blend one another way to look at it is what I'd call novelty versus mm. routine now you can get you can get a very well balanced um, single origin um, and that be the equivalent of what we're calling routine, mm-hmm. but the flip is not true. Now, I don't think that you, as blends stand right now, that you're going to get a very novel mm-hmm. uh, blend yeah. versus it being something routine or yeah. predictable. Makes sense. I've also, because I'm not a roaster okay. myself, but I know you are. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Blending before or after the roast yeah, that's, no, that's a good, that's a great question. So there are people who are very adamant um, either way on this. And um, the arguments, let me just, let, let me talk it out for as a roaster. So the argument on the side of blending before is 
a lot of it is efficiency um, in that you can potentially, uh, we'll say, roast a larger batch size um, and or it, it just doesn't take much um, um, mental fortitude to um, put it all together beforehand. The downside to roasting it all as a blend is you, you may have some beans or some, let's say you have three origins and we're going to say A, B, and C. A may have a way different density than C yep. does. And so that can then change how it goes through the roasting process. And it may be, we'll say underdeveloped um, or all the way to the other extreme. It may, it may cook, you know, that bean if you go to the same roast profile for all three as if they are one. Um, Now looking at the back end, um, the reverse of all this is true. It is maybe a little more complicated, maybe a little more time consuming, but you have more control over each individual origin that you're going to put in the blend when you're looking at the roast itself. So ultimately, all of that considered, at the end of the day, does it taste the way that you want your blend to taste? And if it does, and you can do that by pre-blending before you roast, then you can save some time um, and it can work for you. Gotcha. So that's a long answer to, no, your, no, that's, to your question. That's it's a good thing to think about. Yeah, but that's 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 one of those things that um, is is a classic as far as what um, roasters talk about, like on the side. You know, we have boring lives. <laughs> we, if if that's if that's what gets exciting for us, um, you know, one thing I was thinking, and I think this is a super 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 important point, uh, is that as we roast and as you get more to what we're going to call a medium and especially a dark roast, I don't care if it's from Papua New Guinea or Brazil or Tanzania, it's all going to start tasting and smelling the same. Mm -hmm. You're going to get those chocolate notes, um, those caramel, those uh, nutty type notes, which... What happens is it all moves towards what I would call a roast taste. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that is a very specific taste that moves away from a lighter roast when you really can flesh out some differences in the terroir and in all the different crazy things we've talked about on Coffee 101, including like the, uh, the processing method and things like that. And they move, everything moves towards the same. So, like, for example, if you go to Starbucks and you have a uh, dark roast that's from Sumatra and you have a dark roast that's from Brazil, um, I would honestly challenge the Coffee 101-er out there to see if you can tell a difference in the taste. And I don't mean that in a mean or a bad way um, because I actually like a dark roast coffee if there's anything that i'm going to put some creamer and sugar in Mm -hmm. one or the other or both it's going to be a a dark roast but i don't know that i would buy a single origin that's a dark roast and i mean we've we've definitely done i've been with you when we've done experiments on that too where we've taken different 
different coffees from different origins roasted at various levels, whether it's, you know, maybe that light roasted single origin specialty coffee that has some really interesting notes and flavors to it. Yeah. And they've taken it well past and put that up against something else. And like you said, it, it is definitely hard, hard to tell because you're kind of, you're cooking or you're roasting, I guess, roasting all that stuff out. Right. Like you said, that, that is the origin. That is the, some of the uniqueness of the coffee when you, when you go that far. But on the flip side, from like a commercial aspect from say Starbucks or the other large coffee companies out there, it makes sense that, you know, in order to keep a consistent thing on a year in and year out and a day in a day out that they have to yeah. blend a ton of coffee yeah. from lots of different places and roast it to a particular point that makes sense from a, maybe a business practice yeah, um, to have a consistent taste and flavor that, you know, you know, when you taste that, that, Oh, that is, XYZ place. Yeah, I think if you're talking about a blend or you're talking in general single origin or blend about a medium to especially a darker roast, one of your goals or one of the things you're going to be able to consistently hit is is the consistency, mm-hmm. you know, of the taste, the aroma, the fragrant fragrance of the coffee. Um, but if you're going for a light roast, and especially a single origin light roast, one of the things that you are easily giving up from the get-go is you're saying, I'm okay if there's a little bit of variability because it's just like the difference in different uh, years for wine. And they're like, oh, this year was blah, 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 you know, in this valley and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Something else, I, I was, it's the flip side maybe to the, do you, blend before or after roast. Uh-huh. It's not really a flip side. But another point, I guess, with single origin is what is what is the actual definition of single origin? It, is question. it from one specific farm or could it be from maybe a whole region? Yeah. Which in that case, is it maybe kind of a blend because it yeah. could be coming from multiple farms and cooperatives and things like that. Right. But still kind of considered single origin maybe? Yeah. And so that's the interesting thing is that single origin and I'll just kind of name it broad all the way down to very selective it can mean a country it can mean a region it can mean a specific meal where it's processed it can mean a co-op of farms it can mean a single farm Mm -hmm. and even within the last week i have had uh, a single origin that was a two hectare (laughs) selected out section of Of a a farm farm. now that's like Super. It was actually really good. Super awesome secret. Yes. Single. Yeah. It was extra their plus plus yes. origin coffee. Yeah. It was their like um like whatever reserve you know mm. you know the the ones where I wasn't invited to this tasting. That's all yeah. I, think I have to say. That was good. It was, it was probably <laughs> it was probably some of the best Colombian uh, washed best Colombian washed that I think I've ever had. Um. So yeah, that was pretty cool. When we come back in just a moment, we are continuing our talk, single origins versus blends. Sometimes you get derailed by bad coffee. Maybe you have to put a lot of stuff in it, creamer, sugar, just to make it taste good. And then you get that sugar crash afterwards. Maybe the coffee just tastes terrible and puts you in a bad mood and so... You drink less of it, and you're in a bad mood because it tasted bad. 
Life's too short to drink bad coffee, so just stop it. Whether it's a single origin or a blend, find a coffee you like and drink it. If you're looking for coffee, check out HumbleCoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes. Welcome back to Coffee 101. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and we are continuing our talk on single origins versus blends. You know, another thing, thinking about single origin versus blends, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when we look at what I'd call the story behind coffee, um, like somebody, you know, named Juan Carlos, who is a farmer in, um, we'll say Brazil, um, who has a 95 hectare farm and blah, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that story you're usually going to get that with single origin. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know that I have ever had a blend where they highlight the story of the farmer mm-hmm. or the farmers. Have Have you? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. It's, it's mainly maybe they tell you about a little bit about the, like the origin of the coffee, like maybe the flavor notes from that particular region in the in the different blends, but not getting down into the specific details of where and what it came from. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with single origins. A lot of times it's nice to hear the origin story of that single origin. Yeah, and you know, um, kind of jumping back a little bit, uh, the first blend was probably what we call mocha java. Uh, the mocha part, is a port in the Red Sea, and the coffee was from Yemen. And if anybody's ever had coffee from Yemen, it is uh, what I call bright and juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the best way to describe it. And it's a really good coffee. It's hard to get these days, but definitely possible. Um, and that's that's actually more due to the government instability currently as far as like getting stuff out but but they do produce a good coffee and then java which at the time originally was a dutch colony and that coffee coming out of there was a more chocolatey tasting and so they did blend those two together um you know and that was probably the first what what we would call blend um you know another thing that I don't know, well, a couple of things that I don't know that I've ex- exactly seen anybody officially write about, but that I was thinking about when it comes to a blend is most origins have one harvest season. Mm-hmm. And then you've got places like Columbia and some others that have, uh, they either harvest all year round and or they have two harvest seasons. We would argue that Green coffee stays fresh and stable for, we'll say, at least a a year. Um, Now, you will slowly see, you know, some of the nuances in the flavor dull out eventually to the point of, you know, in simplicity, we'll say caramel and peanuts, you know, is is what you're going to get. Whereas, you know, nine months ago, you might have had, you know, this tastes like a Snickers, you know, where the nougat is, you know, really highlighted, you know, it, it's the same thing. It's just a little more complex. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of becomes bland at some point. Yeah. So, so all that said, if you have a blend where 
part of it is, we'll say Tanzania, um, that's that's only going to have one harvest season. And so that Tanzanian coffee, green coffee, is going to dull a little bit over time. But part of your blender is Colombian. You can get another harvest season or a fresher coffee that goes into your roasted coffee from Colombia, and it may it may lend to a better cup. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Something that kind of like uh, elevates it, that takes yeah. something that maybe you bring from one origin that may have not been straight off off harvest season, but something somewhere else, blend it together to kind of help punch it up, to kind of bring yeah. it up to, right. up to snuff. Right. And yeah. the other thing that, again, like I just, like people, people don't talk about this, but um, this is totally true, is that a lot of people, a lot of companies, and y'all don't get mad at these companies for not saying this, but this is this is true and this is transparent, is they'll blend to, like, cut down on the price. Yeah. You know, yep. because if you can get, um, if you can consistently, if it, let's say it's a dark roast or even a medium roast, mm-hmm. and you know as a roaster or as a company, everything is going to merge towards the same flavor. Mm-hmm. You would be super tempted to, quote, blend in some Brazil if it's way cheaper, you know, per pound, and it it, it helps increase your margin and the sustainability of your business. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have the exact numbers on it, but I would guess that a lot of the major places that you may run and get coffee to in the mornings. Yeah. uh, You know, probably, you know, maybe they got their, their, and they probably have some very nice coffee tasters on staff and people who definitely know what they're talking about. They can make these things happen, but you know, your, most of your flavor could come from 75, 80% of what you got. But if you can blend in a 10 or 15%, yeah, uh, that doesn't matter as much, but still has maybe some similar profile. But as, like you said, if you're going to take it to a darker roast, it all kind of matter. It all kind of blend blends together. Yeah. Pun uh, intended. And, yeah. Pun intended. And then you, like you said, can save some money there. Yeah, so that's yeah. so that's definitely one thing that I think um, is very true, um, and something that um, y'all just need to think about as one of oneers. And and ultimately, I don't want to necessarily say that in a bad light. Mm-hmm. When ultimately, how does it taste? Correct. If the coffee tastes good to you, and you think it's worth whatever you pay for it, yeah, that is totally fine. Correct. Um, they're just making a business decision. Now, you know, would I like for people to openly say that maybe a little more? Yes, yeah. but, but um, you know, nobody's going to be that one Correct. company that's going to do that. And I think we've all been there. There's reasons and there's times for us to go sit at our local coffee shop and get a single origin pour over and, you know, spend half an hour, 45 minutes sitting there sipping on it, letting them take five or six minutes to make it for us, or even grabbing a nice espresso service from our local cafe that maybe uses a blend. Or there's times where we're out and about, we've got to go run to one of those places that we know that, you know, again, is it is it is it taste good to you? I think at the end of the day, that's yeah. what Coffee 101 is all about, is yeah, does it know, taste it's coffee. Good. Does it taste good to you? Yeah, so if I have to put you on the spot here at the end for today, mm-hmm. Single origin or blend? 
uh, I'm still going to go back to single origin. I, I think on a day in and day out basis, I would always choose yeah. something unique. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I, I like single origins, but that's my preference. I like mm-hmm. the terroir. I, you know, I look forward to getting up in the morning, tasting something from either somewhere different or it's a different variety of coffee or it's a different processing method. And I love to geek out on how that affects, you know, the taste of the cup. Although I will say there's an asterisk there. Okay. If I'm traveling and I have my travel coffee stuff with me. Yeah. Sometimes it is easier to make a better cup of coffee, I think, with a blend, but still a high quality blend, a specialty blend. Because, I, you know, when you're on the road and you're in some place, you know, a hotel or whatever like that, you know, you're not at home with your normal stuff. You know, it may be a little harder to make a very good, good cup of single origin coffee. So maybe sometimes there is a need to have a blend in your coffee repertoire, maybe on the shelf at the house, too. To, there's times where you want to use a blend. But I would say most of the time I'm going to go single origin. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the emphasis emphasis being on maybe. <laughs> in that <laughs> all right well listen Stefan. pleasure pleasure having you oh, yeah. on the show today glad to be back glad to be back on i've enjoyed all the amazing episodes we've had since i've been on here hopefully to make it back on again in the near yeah. future but it has been a pleasure and that's what i love about the show kenneth that you bring together all the different people in coffee whether or not they're experts whether or not they're uh got some knowledge just like our viewers out there that that kind of help feed off the show and help uh, bring that kind of down to earthness of the show to everybody. So I, th- I think it's been, been really good. Been enjoying, enjoying it. Well, thank you. And, and we did not pay Stefan for the extra <laughs> compliments there, but if y'all have comments yeah. or even compliments, hit us up. Uh, specific comments. You can go to probably Instagram yeah. and you could just DM humble coffee or even Facebook, for that matter. And uh, we check that stuff. I hear Humble Coffee has some really good single origins to drink, too. (laughs) They do. (laughs) They do. Um, So anybody can go and, and check those out. I'm Kenneth Thomas and was joined in the studio today by Stephen Tribble, one of my coffee friends. I just want to charge you with two things one is if you haven't already leave us a rating uh it helps other people to see the show and start to listen and we are on the mission of educating everybody who is coffee curious out there in the world and the other thing is tell a friend say hey you need to check out this coffee show and like literally like either send them a link to the show or show it to them on their phone or whatever but we would love for you to help us spread the word and the coffee education until next time love y'all see you